I got an A-plus in renal calculus. I'm Torin Atkinson. Some people like kidneys, but I think they're awful. I'm Joe Fulgham. Support organ donation. Disable your airbag. I'm Dr. Rob Tarswell. You shall not pass a giant kidney stone. I'm Kevin Leeson, and this is Caustic Soap. The word origin of kidney is actually unknown. Mm. It was originally kidneyer, perhaps a compound of the old English swid for womb and oh. a for egg, oh. in reference to the shape of the organ. Well, I know womb, where womb kidneys egg. come Wait. from. They come from uh, they come from the leg bone. Knee bone comes from the shin mm. bone. So shin Homestar bone Runner was wrong. It's the... not large bean. Large bean. I know. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I believe the kidney bean was actually named after the organ. Because what about the pool? What, what, you mean the organ that they play at like hockey rinks? So strong bad is let me down again. Yeah, yeah. The study of kidney function is called renal physiology. Right now. And renal comes from the Latin for kidneys by way of the French. Oh, it should be called reens then. Oh my, I got a reen stone. I agree with you on that. Rhinestone? Like a reen stone cowboy. The medical specialty concerned with kidney diseases is nephrology, and nephros Ooh. is Greek for kidney. Why really? There are so many different names for <laughs> yeah. kidneys. What the hell is going on? Renal this, nephrology that? Yep. That's, That's the problem wrong. with having a Latin and a Greek heritage. Yeah. For medical language. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that where Tarswell comes from? <laughs> half Latin, half Greek? No, somewhere from the large bean. Uh, Albuminurophobia is fear of kidney disease. What? That word, it should albumin be like human neurophobia. Well, albumin, there's an egg in egg albumin, thing. right? Yeah. When, when I was in medical school, one of our uh, nephrology professors actually had um, probably albumin neurophobia by proxy. What? Every day he would ask his two year old son, Did you pee? Did you pee? <laughs> and the kid caught on and one day said, No, daddy. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't pee, Daddy. What am I going to... No, the kid was trolling his dad. He knew his oh. dad was anxious. But why, why, no, Daddy. <laughs> why Why isn't it nephrophobia or renalophobia or, you know... Because you don't get it, to pick. Because English is a fucking weird, grungy, dirty... Un- I would have no. thought that albuminophobia would be the fear of LPs. Oh, al- oh, album? Album. Yeah. Or, or yeah. photo albums. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, collections of memorabilia. Yeah. That or, are, <laughs> yeah, yeah, scrapbooking albums. Or the fear of eating urine eggs. Didn't we talk about urine eggs on mm. some episodes? Because yes. albumin, yeah. urophobia, that would be weird. Uh, so we're talking about kidneys. This is caustic anatomy class. What we won't be covering, I'm going to mention is, uh, very much, is the organ trade. Uh, mm-hmm. Kidneys are pretty much the, one of the number one traded organs uh but that's probably going to get its own episode like playing cards it's going to be like a you know a codicil to smuggling episode i don't know what the word codicil means i I think i used it incorrectly is it some kind of medicine i don't know Uh, i don't think he knows what it means either hopped up on codicil i I don't know what it means i just said so it's just a word that he uses the kidneys are bean-shaped organs that remove excess organic molecules from the blood which came first the bean or the kidney uh the kidney actually Mm -hmm. yeah the Mm. organ 
Well, mm, I, mean, I mean, the names of them <laughs> came first. Yeah, is it, mm-hmm. I mean, is it a bean-shaped organ or is it a kidney-shaped bean? It's a good question. It's a kidney-shaped bean is the answer. You just blew my mind. Yeah. Kidneys are essential to the urinary system and also regulate electrolytes. So check out our urine episode for more information on urine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they maintain acid-base balance uh-huh. and also regulate blood pressure via maintaining the salt and water balance. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool stuff. Uh, water-soluble wastes are diverted to the bladder. Okay. Despite their relatively small size, the kidneys receive approximately 20% of cardiac output. What does that okay. mean? Uh, that means of the blood coming from the heart, one-fifth of it ends up going to the kidneys. That's a lot of blood. And of course, because it's a thing that is removing organic molecules from okay. the blood, that kind of okay. makes sense. All right. Yeah, yeah kidneys, like, uh, they'll receive about 2,000 liters per day of uh, blood flow. Wow, I've got a lot of blood in there. And mm-hmm. of that, about 180 liters gets filtered through the glomerulus. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you don't... 180 liters a day so about 90% or 99% of that's reabsorbed and you generate about one and a half liters of urine a day oh, okay. Got it. okay good to know and the glomerulus is the little bundle of uh, capillaries through which the blood flows and that generates what's called the ultrafiltrate ultra so think of them as somewhat leaky capillaries under high pressure and that's where all the bad stuff but a lot of good stuff leaves your blood ends okay. up in the renal system, but then the kidney's like, oh, need that, need that, need that. So it's this kind of really strange system of getting rid of stuff, but then re- rapidly reacquiring it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Make up your mind, this glomerulus. This is what happens every time Torn has a garage sale. He like gets rid yes, of right. everything, but then he goes to the garage sale next door and right. buys pretty much everything yeah. that he just got oh, rid of. Oh, I needed that. Yeah. Needed that oh, why figure. did I get rid of... That uh, has a, a hole in my life. And if he was buying back 99% of it, that that would be like the kidney. You I'm are, peeing out the rest. You are a microcosmic renal system. Or macrocosmic. That has been said before. Mm-hmm. Some common clinical conditions involving the kidney include nephritic and nephrotic syndromes. Whoa. Uh, both of these syndromes involve the kidney allowing excess serum protein into waste urine. Nephritic also involves red blood cells passing into the but urine. why is it named after an Egyptian princess? Nefertiti? Uh, and nefertitic. I touch your bum, but Nefertiti. <laughs> nephritic syndrome uh, is usually associated with inflammation of the glomerulus or glomerulonephritis. So mm-hmm. the gaps in the already functionally leaky uh, glomerulus become non-functionally leaky and very large, so red blood cells can get out. Right. Now, if the kidney is under that much um, inflammatory insult, it's mm-hmm. generally not behaving very well so your urine output mm-hmm. actually tends to drop whereas in nephrotic syndrome you're primarily leaking protein because the gaps that open up are smaller because right. you know a protein molecule is much 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 smaller than a red blood cell okay and that is often the result of systemic inflammatory diseases which can also attack the kidney and with nephrotic syndrome you can actually lose all kinds of protein and then your liver supercharges to try and make more protein, but your liver can't really selectively make more stuff. So it makes more of everything, and so your cholesterol goes through the roof. Oh, oh wow. From a yeah. supercharged liver? Yeah. Supercharged liver. Mm, that yeah. sounds like a good thing, though. It's when your balance, is, your balance goes off, because the kidney is very responsible for maintaining a lot of the balances in mm. your body. Uh, loss of protein through the kidneys leads to low protein levels in the blood, which right. causes water to be drawn into soft tissues. 
very low hypoalbuminemia can mm. also cause a variety of secondary problems, such as water in the abdominal cavity around the heart or lung, high cholesterol, as noted by Dr. Rob, and loss of molecules regulating coagulation. So you just become a water monster. Yeah, you get puffy. Yeah. yeah. But if you have like water around your heart, your heart's like in a little swimming pool. Sploosh, it's like, I love being in a swimming pool. Sploosh. Yeah, right. it's like, like I relax. I'm macking and relaxing by, on the beach. And now compare trying to move in a swimming pool and trying to move out on the street. Well, especially because your heart is inside of a sac called the pericardium, yeah. which is tough and fibrous and doesn't expand. Mm-hmm. So as your heart is filling with water outside of it, uh-huh. then there's less room for it to expand it to get volume sp- inside of it. Gets all squeezy in there. It gets mm. all squeezy in there. Oh, right, but I mean, so but, your heart rate goes up, your cardiac output drops, and then you're heading towards. You pass out. Well, sure, or die, or oh, okay. I mean, it's That's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a super out. fast process, but it's, a, it's it's not something you want. Okay. But when I do go to the beach, I go to the beach to relax. I want to get my heart rate down. Maybe this is just nature's way of doing it for me. No, your heart rate goes up. Yeah. Oh, because try to bust out of the water. <laughs> That's sure. Yeah. Uh, Just like leave well enough alone. Other conditions include renal cysts. Uh, Up to 27% of individuals greater than 50 years of age may have simple renal cysts that cause no symptoms. Renal cysts. Yeah. Acute kidney injury, which is an abrupt loss of kidney function that develops within seven days. Okay. Chronic kidney disease, a progressive loss in renal function. (laughs) That's a progressive loss in renal function over a period of months or years. Okay. Uh, upper urinary tract infection, also Ooh. known as pyelonephritis. Pyelonephritis. Pyelonephritis, mm-hmm. thank you. Urinary tract obstruction, where you can't pee. Oh, no. Oh, no. They got the, it's a UTO. They got some of those in the sky. <laughs> yep. right? You know, and they fly by and they like kidnap you and, and poke you in the bum. Various cancers of the kidney exist. The right. most common adult renal cancer is renal cell carcinoma. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wonderfully hard to detect. Oh. Yeah, by the time we find it. Too late. You're screwed. Right. Oh, okay. No. So have your kidneys taken out regularly and examined. That's right. It, uh, it changed. Swap them out like winter tires. At least twice a year. Yep. Mm-hmm. When renal function measured by the glomer- glomerular, fi- glomerular filtration rate. I'm so glad even you didn't get it exactly right. Glomerular. Glomerular. Yeah. GFR is what we call That's it. So I'm going to yeah. call it from now on. I just call it GIFR. That's the flow rate of filtered fluid through the kidney is persistently poor. Dialysis and kidney transplantation may be treatment options. Right. Are we going to go into what dialysis is? Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I have a I have the history of dialysis uh, a little later, Ooh. so we're going to mention that. Mm. Dialysis is uh, when you have a uh, you know a phone removed from an orifice. Dial. I thought it was when you called your sister. Oh yeah yeah dialysis right. dialysis yeah. yeah. I've got some kidney disease numbers. This is from kidney.org. Oh, wow. Some fast facts. <laughs> My uh, kidney's kidney. got its own website. That's yeah. awesome. awesome. Yep. One in three American adults is currently at risk for developing kidney disease. Right. Ah! Yeah, but that's just at risk. Sure. Yeah. However, kidney disease is the ninth leading cause of death in the United States. Uh, psh, ninth. After hippopotamuses. Barely even top 10. Approximately 450,000 Americans are on dialysis, and approximately 185,000 live with a functioning kidney transplant. Mm. Of more than 122,000 Americans currently on the waiting list for a life-saving organ transplant, over 101,000 need a kidney. So it's the number one most needed kidney transplant, or by, organ like transplant. By a by large margin. Like by, all yeah. the others like are one-fifth. One-fifth, yeah. 
Yeah. All the others combined. Mm-hmm. However, mm. fewer than 17,000 people receive one each year. Mm. And you know why those waiting lists are so long? Because people don't want to give up their kidneys? Nope. Because it's hard to find a match? Yes, but why? Oh, you because you have to be the, like, you know. You may not get this. Um, because. Because nobody checks to see if they're a match? They're wrongly shaped. Airbags. Airbags? People survive motor vehicle collisions now. Oh, so, so they, they get to keep their organs. Keep the kidneys. <laughs> Gosh darn it, oh. we got to take those airbags away. It's, you know, it's probably better overall that we have airbags, but there was a time when transplant wait lists weren't so long. Right. We got to okay. get more people riding motorcycles <laughs> because because people would die in yeah. car accidents, and then we just take their kidneys take, out. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Because they we died need from your kidneys. Head. Organ, donation, wow. organ donation was a lot more relevant. You know, when yeah. your when, head would go through the windshield. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. And all the all those juicy organs in your in your torso were still left uh, yep. squeaky yep. clean. All right, if you're gonna have to get one of your organs replaced, Torin, which one would it be? Replaced? Yeah, like a, a, you know brain. A, Brain, oh yeah. I'll second that. Brain yeah. transplant. Yeah, Torn, we should get his sense. brain replaced. Yeah. I'm sure he'd be a lot less acerbic. Acerbic? Yeah, I don't know what that well, one Well, what if it was either. a Serbian brain? Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Then he'd be Serbian. What, what, about, what about you, Joe? Which uh, which organ would you go with? Uh, to replace. Like, yeah, you got to have a transplant. You got to have a transplant. Which one am I not? Uh, probably my stomach, actually. Oh, I would really? get my stomach. Yeah, I want a little, one a little smaller, a the one that gets less model. hungry. Oh, um, like you're going with the fuel efficient. It's like you're buying a yeah. Fiat 500 for your body. Yeah, I love food, but I can't eat as much as, I shouldn't eat as much as I want. And right. if I had a smaller stomach, that would probably Got be it. easier. Got it. Yeah, for sure. Dr. Rob? Mm. So the first Skin. question then is, which organ would I least hate to have fail on me? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's tricky. Because... Um, Kind of need those. They're all kind of vital. Uh, they the, do the, call the, them vital organs. The vital organs are vital. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got you got two kidneys though. Yeah, yeah, but you they don't. A, you can get a whole new skin. They don't usually fail as solos. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Unless you know you got cancer, because that usually arises just in one kidney. But mm-hmm. uh, I think I would probably have to go with uh, kidney failure, because, mm-hmm. simply because we have the most advanced techniques to to sort of replace kidney function, keeping you alive. How long does it take to do uh, replace a kidney? To replace a kidney. Yeah. yeah well, that surgery happens with, that's ours. Okay. Right. But uh, we have dialysis and we have, we can monitor your kidneys as they fail. Chronic kidney disease evolves over years and there's medications that can slow it down. We can control your blood pressure. We can control the amount of uh, protein spillage in your urine. Ooh, protein spill. Control your diabetes because that's the number one reason why kidneys fail and why one in three Americans are at risk of kidney failure. It's because mm-hmm. one in three Americans are at risk of uh, diabetes, diabetes yeah. because mm-hmm. of the obesity epidemic. So... I probably would have to go with uh, kidneys. Because it's cross my fingers and hope that more people have those Tanaka airbags. Right, it's the uh, the the smoothest transition. That's why you're going for it. Smoothest transition, yeah. I'm going with liver because I can put some serious miles on this one already. Sure, yeah. Kidney disease myths. This comes from SmithsonianMag.com. Right, got it. Myth number one. Okay, drinking lots of water will flush out toxins. There's little scientific evidence to support this claim. All that chugging of water does is increase the volume of urine that you excrete. Right. Yeah. The th- like being low on water is actually a risk for kidney problems, but that does not mean drinking a lot is better. That's, well, you that's can the difference drink, there. You can drink so much that it kills you, and then your kidneys aren't a problem at all. That's mm-hmm. true. That mm-hmm. would be Then true. you can donate them. Yeah, precisely. Ah, and it'd be nice and rinsed out, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Myth number two. Drinking alcohol will damage your kidneys. It's liver, right? Maybe if it's wood alcohol. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
There's a risk of liver disease, but not kidney damage if yeah, you drink okay. moderate amounts of alcohol. Oh, who wants to do that? What's the fun in that? <laughs> 2014 paper reviewed that reviewed several studies found no conclusive evidence of either harmful or beneficial effects of moderate alcohol consumption on kidney function. All this talking of booze function. makes me want to have a drink. Is that a problem? I think you always want to drink anyway, yeah. so I don't think it's a problem. Well, I mean, it's not an extra problem. <laughs> it's just the same old problem. Myth number three, if you have kidney disease, you will know it. Not true. All right. Unlike heart disease, physical symptoms of kidney damage are subtle. Oh, okay. Kidney- Unlike the B in that pronunciation. Yeah, S- kidneys subtle. really hurt. With, with some important exceptions, pyelonephritis, you'll know you have it. Well, oh. you'll know you're feeling really bad. Okay. Right. And kidney stones. Yes. <laughs> Although there are asymptomatic kidney stones that just hang around in the main mm-hmm. collecting system in the kidney. Right. They got to get in the tubes. Waiting, waiting to strike. So, Waiting to strike. Torn, torn, when you had a kidney stone, was yours asymptomatic? No, it was symptomatic. <laughs> you tell me more I about love that? that you laugh gleefully at his pain. <laughs> his he, former pain. He got me to switch off of, uh, you know, uh, diet sodas with that uh, stupid chemical in it. Phosphoric acid. Yeah. 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 Contributors to kidney stones. Mm-hmm. But A&W Root Beer and Fresca, no phosphoric acid. That's why you drink that stuff. Please, a, it tastes like, awesome. No, nobody likes Fresca. I love so, Fresca. I enjoy Fresca. Huh. I drink Fresca Sponsored by Fresca. Fresca. Yeah, you drink yeah. Fresca. I'm not convinced you like Fresca. A&W Root Beer <laughs> and Fresca send us, send us flats of soda. Kidneys rarely hurt unless you have kidney stones or an infection. Mm-hmm. How much you urinate doesn't tell you a whole lot about your kidney health. Often the ability to make urine goes on for a very long time, even after the kidneys have failed. Wow. If someone does have a failing kidney, they may not even know about it uh, until... You know the statement of the ability to make urine made me mentally picture like somebody like mixing urine yeah. like in a bowl, yeah. right? You I know, gotta like, make my urine. I gotta, make my, I gotta mix up my urine. In fact, there's certain like, diseases uh, like diabetes insipidus where you make all kinds of urine. All right. Yeah, yeah. So Wait, all the many different flavors and varieties? All the many different, yeah, liters and liters and liters of urine every day, and you're constantly okay. drinking to keep up. Why don't you just go to the store and buy your own urine? Why do you have to make it at home? Oh, it's, you know, I like artisan urine. <laughs> Artisanal urine, yeah. yeah. If someone does have a failing kidney, they may not even know about it until only 10 to 15% of kidney function remains. Well, yeah. this is why we rely on your elementary school teacher to send you home with a report card that says kidney failing. Yes. Right? You know, needs more work on kidney. Well, they only say that once they hit 10% yeah. of, the, of the marks. Yeah. They're like, oh, come on, 20, you're, you're fine. Yeah. Give this, you a C minus. This makes studying kidney diseases difficult, though a simple blood test can tell doctors how efficiently the kidneys are working. And True. the urine test can detect and measure certain proteins in urine that shouldn't be there if the kidneys are functioning properly. Right. True. Myth number four. Okay. Kidney diseases cannot be prevented. Mm-mm-mm. Many kidney diseases can be prevented right. or at least slowed down. If people control the factors that can put them at risk, diabetes and high blood pressure, for instance, are associated with most, most kidney diseases. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, one out of three adults with diabetes and one out of five adults with high blood pressure in the U.S. has chronic kidney disease. Got it. Old age, smoking cigarettes, and obesity puts people at risk, too. So Keep prevent it. old age. Yes, yes. yes. if you can. Keeping an active lifestyle filled with exercise, proper hydration, and a healthy diet is important. Got it. Moreover, Mm -hmm. if you have a family history of kidney diseases, regular checkups can be useful in detecting kidney damage early on. Mm. Well, that's good to know. You have kidney disease in your family? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Me neither. None of us know. Probably not. 
The silent Maybe killer. Maybe you do? Yep. <laughs> Not knowing about your family. The silent killer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, advanced kidney disease symptoms. So this is once it hits the advanced stages where you're pretty obvious that you've got it. Is this uh, like the kidney disease version of advanced D&D? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that it's like so much better? Yeah, you can totally multi-class your diseases once yeah, you get to this real, level. Yeah, it was a real quantum leap forward. End mm-hmm. stage renal disease, ESRD. <laughs> ah. Assert. In its advanced stages, some signs of kidney disease include fatigue and weakness, uh, right. difficult or painful urination. Ooh, ooh, ow, ooh, ow. <laughs> Sounds like Kevin on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Foamy urine. Also sounds like Kevin on a Sunday, although that's the beer coming out again. Oh, nice. A little oh, lot of foamy urine. A little a little urine cappuccino. <laughs> it's foamy, I think I read, because of the proteins uh, that are being released that shouldn't be, right? Mm-hmm. Pink or dark urine, which is blood in the urine. Mm-hmm. I don't like the sounds of that. Oh, no. Increased need to urinate, especially at night. Mm-hmm. Puffy eyes. Swollen face, hands, abdomen, ankles, and feet, oh. and increased thirst. Mm. Uh, oh, <laughs> All right, so let's move on to kidney stones because I got a big uh, section on this, and I think we've got a few people I who know what these are like. That's a nice picture, and that's why there are no kidney stone cowboys. That's right. I they just don't look can't good. Get no. So uh, I have laser a action. I can't get no. What? Laser action to break him up, break him up, break him up, so we, I can pee him out. We shockwave, man. I can't man. get yeah. no. We shockwave lithotripsy. Sonic action. Uh, Lasers uh, are for sharks. Ooh, you send Sonic the Hedgehog up there to fix this problem? Yeah. I right. mean, that's that's probably worse going in than. And he rams in your kidney stone all these rings, golden rings. I can see. No, you know what he does? He just makes your urethra big enough by going up it that the stones just slide right out. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so I've got a picture here. This will be up on CausticSodaPodcast.com of a kidney stone, which is about eight millimeters uh, in diameter. It's, it looks like one of those like super overcooked popcorn kernels. Yeah, it mm. it just looks sharp and jagged and painful to go through a soft part of my body. A very small, oh. long tube. Yeah. Yep. Uh, here's a solution. Get a boner. Then it'll be hard. And then it'll be hard versus hard. Huh? 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 That's medical That's not, Have you ever actually touched your boner? It's not. I mean, it's harder. So that's not that's not the most painful part. Oh, really? What penis. is no? Ugh. What is the most painful part? It's the journey down. Yeah, the journey mm. from the where does it come from? The kidney? No, yep. it goes no. Well, why don't I? Why don't I talk from about? Okay, okay, you talk about. You talk about it, Joe. <laughs> You're not gonna guess. Do you want to guess where it comes from? No, I don't want okay. to guess. <laughs> a kidney stone, also known as a renal calculus or oh. nephrolite. Oh, I failed at renal calculus, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Is no, a, you passed. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, That's true. Did. I did yeah, pass. Yeah, passed renal calculus. There you go. Is a solid piece of material which is formed in the kidneys from minerals in urine. Yep. Kidney stones typically leave the body in the urine stream, and a small stone may pass without causing symptoms. How is your kidney stone? Solid. Solid. Yeah, it is solid kidney stone. Totes. Yep. Totes solid. Stones of sufficient size, usually at least three millimeters or 0.12 inches, mm-hmm. can cause blockage of the ureter. Mm-hmm. Right. This, ureter. 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 Ureter, I found ureter. it. The big mm-hmm. tube from your kidneys to your bladder. Mm-hmm. That is the one. This leads to pain, most commonly beginning in the flank or lower back and often radiating to the groin. Yep. Mm-hmm. This Oof. pain typically comes in waves lasting 20 to 60 minutes. I don't want anything to radiate to my groin. Yeah, or- <laughs> I want things to radiate <laughs> What about ladies? What about ladies? Do you want ladies to radiate to I don't your want, groin? No, because no, that's not radiating. I want them to like oh. tractor beam to my groin. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want them to radiate to my groin. No. They're not radiating from somewhere else. I don't want irradiation in my groin. I don't want radiating in my groin. Right. I want radiating from my groin. 
Other associated symptoms include nausea, vomiting, fever, blood in the urine, pus in the urine, and painful urination. Should I tell my story now? Sure. Yeah, do it. All right. So, night before, uh, a little bit of pain, just just an aching, an aching in my abdominal area on my left-hand side. Like you ate something bad or something? Yeah, maybe. Didn't know what it was. Uh, Slept. Went to work. Went to work in the morning. Uh, had a little bit of bathroom trouble. Felt like I had to pee, but okay. didn't but didn't really pee. Couldn't yeah. really pee. Mm. Um, I was at work very early in the morning. Well, for me, so <laughs> before ten, <laughs> and uh, and the pain in my abdomen was just getting worse and worse. And I was like, oh right. god, I gotta, I gotta, I think I might have to go find a clinic or something. So I Google walk-in clinic into uh-huh. Google search. Yeah, gives me gives me a place. Uh, not too far away. Four blocks away. Okay. Say. All right. That's good. Right. That's so, close. I'm on the chat with my chat buddies. It's a walk-in clinic that you're going to walk to. I'm going to walk to that yeah. walk-in clinic. Got it. And I say, my abdomen hurts. I'm going to walk to the walk-in clinic. And then my good friend, Louise, who was also a co-worker at the time, she says, mm-hmm. I'll come with you. Yeah. So we get to this walk-in clinic. I'm, I'm right the butt of the block before. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Whew. Like one to ten, what level of pain are we talking about here? Uh, probably where's at the, that point. What's the pain index on them? I don't know. More, more than a, more than a six. A six, six or higher. Okay. Um, then we get to the clinic, and right at that time, uh, it kind of strikes. Oh, strikes! Really? Strikes. That is okay. a that is a interesting choice of a word. So we go into the clinic. And they say, oh, no, we're not a walk-in clinic. We're not the kind of clinic you can just walk into. I'm like, thanks, Google. Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay. I'm going to lie down on this little foyer in front of the clinic on the cold, hard cement. <laughs> and I'm going to roll around for about a half an hour. Wow. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold so on. at this point, is they it above even, a six? Oh, yeah. They wouldn't even let you ride the agony on their floor? No. <laughs> No. It's like, so I'm rolling around right in front of well, the non-walking hold clinic. Hold on a second. What kind of clinic was this? I don't know. <laughs> you were made that it's some point. kind of the a non-walk-in, clinic. The non-walk-in, non-empathic <laughs> clinic. Yes. Yeah. So after about 15 minutes, one of the people from inside the clinic come out and say, are you all right? <laughs> yes, you, this is you, performance art. As you're writhing in agony. I'm writhing in agony. For half an hour. And at this, to- and at this time, um, Louise is called uh, 911. Okay. Yeah. Now, we actually happen to be right across the street from the hospital. But oh. I cannot get up and oh, walk really? across the street to the hospital. That is okay. not going to happen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow so the impressive. lady comes out of the clinic and she starts asking me questions. So I, I answer her as clearly as I can. Um, and she asks what what the pain level is. And I'm like, I want to say 10 out of <laughs> right. 10. Because yeah. it's really bad. It's really, really <laughs> bad. Right. And apparently she said, like, yeah, this has been, you know, I've mm-hmm. heard it said that this is more painful than pregnancy in the So ladies. this is. It's, it's kid- women who've had children will always say they'd rather have another baby than have another kidney stone. Yeah. Wow. Because well, their kids aren't sharp and jagged like these fucking <laughs> stones. I I thought for one second that you were going to say that she said, like, this is the time of year people get kidney stones. Like, it's kidney stone season. <laughs> this is kidney right? stones. Don't worry about it. I don't know it's why, but I thought you were saying this booster shot. Like, ah, this is what happens. Right around this time of year, people get kidney stones. We There's not why. really anything she can do for me, but the paramedics show up another, like, 10 or 15 minutes. Like, the, despite like, the fact that we're right across from the hospital, yeah. it takes them, like, 10 or 20 minutes to get there. She couldn't just like like jump on your abdomen that would like pop it out like a like a cork. Oh, that would have been a great idea. Out of, hey, out of a champagne bottle. It. If you're at a ten pain, it can't get worse. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
So by the time the the paramedics get there, I'm not it's 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 subsided greatly. Like right. like I can I can kind of have a conversation mm-hmm. at this point. It still it still hurts a bit. So they drive me across the street. Yeah. I'm in the hospital. They put mm-hmm. me in a in a they put me in the gynecological room. Well, they oh, have the the, the, stirrups? the stirrups and everything, oh, okay. and and uh, cabinets says disposable speculums and whatever. Okay, and uh-huh. um, uh, I'm there for first. They I pee in a cup. Mm-hmm. Got do yeah. I think they take some blood. Yeah, they, as well. They want to take okay. blood and get you to pee yeah. in a cup for everything. And then it's about two you hours. With a sore throat, and like they're taking urine and blood. It's about two hours until they put me in the machine. Mm-hmm. The they, machine. The oh, machine. and you're making motions with your hand. Uh, oh, up, up, up. The CT scanner. The CT scanner. The CT scanner. Sure, oh. something like that. Hmm. It's the one that goes. The tilt a world. The tilt a world. They put me in the hospital tilt a world. Got it. And then it was like 10, 20 minutes after that. I said, "Oh yeah, it's a kidney stone." They they couldn't. I think they couldn't tell where it was or something. And I can't even remember what happened anymore. But they let me keep my gown. Oh. Keep my hospital gown. Okay. Okay. And they gave and they said and they gave me some filters, and they said, um, so it's we're pretty sure it's still in there. So you might feel it come out. Right. And then I was like, Ooh no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> so then I, the next week I'm like in paranoia that I'm gonna have exactly the same now, thing. You again. still have kind mm-hmm. of a pain or it's completely not really. Not really. Okay. Not really. All right. Um, okay. I never feel it come out. So, right. okay. so if it's come out, I don't know about it. But they, anyway, they gave me like some some um, a filtery slash funnely thing. So you, right. you can pee in this, and maybe you can find your catch the gravel. You catch catch the gravel. Yeah. Well, why and then would you'll you... have it, and you can give it a name. <laughs> you know, why mean, would you want to catch it? Don't name you just want to calculus? Be... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and... Because if you figure out what it's made of, that can lead to uh, figuring out what disease process might have generated it. Because mm. ah. mm. mm, some stones are caused by metabolic diseases, some are just dehydration and right. bad luck. So it's good to find out. Uh, I would name my kitty stone Nefertiti. Nefertiti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I never found it, um, hmm. but I did read that there's a ninety percent chance of having another one within four years. Aren't you okay. lucky? Mm? Yep. If for a person who's had their first kidney stone, got it. And that uh, phosphoric acid may be a contributor to kidney stones, so that's mm. why I stopped drinking you, all that, my son, all that yes. Coke Zero. You mm. need to stay well hydrated. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. on the Fresca. Uh, yeah, that leads nicely into kidney stone risk factors. Got it. Dehydration from low fluid intake is a major factor in stone formation. Mm-hmm. So like we said, drinking lots of water, not necessarily good for you. Drinking not enough, bad. Don't right. do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, high dietary intake of animal protein, sodium, refined sugars, mm. fructose, and high fructose corn syrup. Yep. Right. Oxalate, which is a chemical found in some plants. Uh, grapefruit juice and apple juice may increase the risk of kidney stone formation. Okay. Okay. Kidney stones can result from an underlying metabolic condition, such as distal renal tubular acidosis. Right. Totally tubular. <laughs> dense acidosis. disease. Ooh. Uh, Hyper Harvey Dent's disease. That was I thought it was a face thing. There I thought go. it was Arthur Dent's disease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, two subtypes. Not enough towel. <laughs> Hyperparathyroidism. Primary hyperoxaluria. Thank you. And or medullary sponge kidney. There we go. What's a me- uh, I know what a sponge and a kidney is. What's a medullary? That means that the middle of your kidney is spongy. Oh, okay. Okay. Three to twenty percent of people who form kidney stones have medullary sponge kidney. They don't even know the percentage. Uh, yeah, that's a weird. Uh, it it might be depending on where in the world you are. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. So maybe three percent of 
some populations and 20% of Americans or vice versa. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Kidney stones are more common in people with Crohn's disease. And studies show that calcium taken as a supplement are a risk factor in kidney stones, but that high intakes of dietary calcium are not and may actually protect against them. So you can drink all the milk you... Drink lots of milk, you'll be fine, but don't take calcium What's a good source of calcium calcium for vegans? Good source of calcium for vegans? Mm. No, just eating leafy greens, like dark leafy greens. Okay. Spinach, kale... All the terrible tasting All the terrible vegetables. tasting vegetables yeah. have yeah. calcium in them. Good. And here you go, Torin, to add more to your 90% fear. In 2013, kidney stones resulted in about 15,000 deaths globally. Ooh. Oh. How do you die from a kidney stone? Uh, it's giant. It's the size of your head. It tries to come out and your whole groin explodes. Well, if it blocks your ureter, you can get into renal failure, which okay. can then lead, kind of lead to stasis, infection. Usually or- infection is going to be the... Uh, it's big enough right, that it so, causes a blockage, and the pressure builds and builds and builds. It flies out of your peen at such a rate, it hits the wall, comes back, boom, right between the eyes like a bullet. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, the magic kidney stone. That's right. So this is more like, well, 15,000 deaths globally. This is more like for people that don't live in Canada. Yeah. Probably, yeah. 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 Uh, I've got some- <laughs> Dodge that kidney bullet. <laughs> I've got some kidney stone sizes and numbers. Uh, I tried to find the largest one that had passed naturally, but really the tube is so small, none of them are that impressive. Like it's not going to come out as like a golf ball size or something like that. So these are all surgically removed. In December 2003, a kidney stone weighing 356 grams, that's 12 and a half ounces, was removed from the right kidney of Peter Bauman of Australia. At its widest point, the stone measured 11.86 centimeters or 4.66 inches. (laughs) That's the length of a $5 bill. Doesn't that fill your whole kidney? I would think so. What else? One imagines it did fill most of his collecting system. What else weighs 356 grams? What's something that might weigh 356 grams? Oh, a can of Coke? I think a can of Coke is- 355 milliliters, so it's going to be 356 grams. There you go. You're totally right. One can of pop. Jesus. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. a can of Coke in your kidney. Or a can of beer. Think about that. Yep. Next time you're cracking open a silver bullet. <laughs> in 2009, a 1.1 kilogram, two and a half what? pound stone what? spanning 17 centimeters was surgically removed from Sandor Sarkadi in Debrecen, Hungary. How wow. big was this person? <laughs> like, how big do you have to be to have a kidney the size that can actually. Uh, a, a, it encompassed this stone. Three cans of beer. Yeah. For the folks at home. Good God. Uh, actually, I actually have photos. Oh, that's intense. What? That is uh, That's a kidney stone? That is that's a kidney so stone. Round. And what? there's what it looked like in his body. <laughs> All right. Well, you'll find these photos on CossackSodaPodcast.com. Yeah. But it, it is like- it's, it's like one of those joke x-rays. It's like, a, it's <laughs> like an ostrich egg yeah, in his pelvis. Kind of is. You cannot pee that out. Or if you can, you can I don't want to know about it. How does it get to that point before he goes, hey, you would you would actually notice that you weigh a different weight. You'd be like, oh, I feel really heavy in my pelvis. Well, I don't think it, it just shows up there. Oh, I think it probably oh, builds. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Hunger, hungry's got talent. <laughs> uh, as of August 2006, the most kidney stones ever passed naturally was 5,704 by Canadian Donald Winfield. Well, that's... Canada. That's like Canada. that's like a constant stream. I would think so. Yeah, like like every day. He's probably just got a filter over his toilet so that he just catches everything. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he must be in constant pain. I, yeah, I guess. You, you know, I mean, you guess when you're passing five thousand stones, you would just get used to it after a while. You have to, right? You <laughs> have to. Daily. You kind of have to catch them, or you're going to clog the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
You know, you're just kind of like, oh, I can't move, but it's my kitty stone time. At least he doesn't have to buy kitty litter. Oh. oh there you go. A little positive. The largest number removed through surgery was 728 during a three-hour operation on Manjalal Jain of India on January 27th, wow. 2004. Hmm. And uh, now it's time for some kidney stones in history. Around 270 BC, the Greek philosopher Epicurus died from a stone blockage of his urinary tract, oh. lasting a fortnight. Right. Whoa. Imagine having that for two weeks. Yeah. I... Not, not peeing for two weeks. Don't want to. That's how you yeah. die from a kidney stone. Yeah. He wrote about it to uh, Idomeneus. Sure. I have written this letter to you on a happy day to me, which is also the last day of my life. <laughs> wow. Wow, my life sucked. Yeah. He knew. He knew that it was not going to go well for him. For I have been attacked by a painful inability to urinate and also dysentery, so violent that nothing can be added to the violence of my sufferings. Sure. Well, that's a wow. happy day. Yeah. But wow. the cheerfulness of my mind, which comes from the recollection of all my philosophical contemplation, counterbalances all these afflictions. Sure. And wow. the Greeks were hard. Yeah. Man, yeah. oh man. They got hard. That, he got philosophical talking about philosophy. The German monk Martin Luther periodically suffered from kidney stones, and he almost died in 1537 from being unable to urinate. During his lengthy journey home, the jostling motion of the carriage released the stone and so spared his life. Oh, wow. Jostling. Sort of an Curse early jostling. version of shockwave lithotripsy. There you go. I guess so. Yeah. Lithotripsy. In 1549, Italian Renaissance painter Michelangelo was treated for kidney stones by anatomist Rialdo Colombo. And he said Michael Ouchelo. Uh, just one more question, Mr. Michelangelo, if you can just humor me. Michelangelo appears to have suffered for many years from recurrent uric acid stones and may have died from obstructive nephropathy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, a nephrologist from Baylor College of Medicine, Garabed Eknoyan, uh -huh. proposed mm -hmm. that Michelangelo concealed an image of a kidney in the separation of land and water, the third panel in the Genesis series. Right. Now, we've talked about them, him hiding the brain. Yep. This is a picture of God, and then they've removed this, and here is what a kidney would look like that he would oh. know. Mm -hmm. So that is, uh, I would say that is quite plausible. And there's the original painting. That's pretty right interesting. There. We're going to put yeah. these images up on causticsodapodcast.com so you can check them out for yourself. We mentioned this in self-surgery. Dutch blacksmith Jan de Toot is remembered for having his portrait painted with the four-ounce palpable stone that he supposedly removed from his perineum yep. using a kitchen knife in 1651. Yeah, that, uh, that, it made uh, a, a, an audible pop <laughs> when, it, when it came out. Uh, after surviving the plague year of 1665, English clergyman, author, and chief founder of the Royal Society, John Wilkins, became ill from kidney stones and he was unable to pass urine. Mm -hmm. He most likely died from the opiates or other medications that were used to treat his condition. Uh, so there's another way you can die from kidney stones. Medicine well, used to suck. Yeah. Well, if you, if you are going to die, I'd rather die from opiates than from... Kidney stones. From, Amen, From not peeing for two weeks. and then, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a pretty easy lesser of two evils, yeah. for sure. Uh, Empress Anna of Russia was known to suffer from kidney stones, and in 1740, her condition became more acute. After becoming bedridden, she died later the same year. An autopsy showed that the stones resembled branching coral. Oh, beautiful. Oh, beautiful. wow. Right. Wow. wow, that's a lot of stones. So she had hedgehog stones. Yeah. Ouch. Mm. Uh, yeah, brutal. Uh, Napoleon Bonaparte became ill with a kidney stone during the Battle of Borodino on September 17th, 1812. Mm -hmm. uh, some think this condition may help explain his unoriginal tactics during that battle. Oh, oh just he's couldn't think. He's just like, oh, I, I don't know how the they originally stuff. were. But, just flank. Just flank. Yeah. Just, just do it. Charge. Wow. Stop talking to me. That would be a really narrow academic 
specialty. What would you call that? Um, so what, the study of nef- nephromilitarism, uh, <laughs> the, the study of the impact of kidney disease on historical battles. Who's the guy that came up with that? No, no, the I, name of the paper would be renal failure of tactics. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It was probably multiple things. They were like, he had a kidney stone and somebody else who knew about tactics went, oh, maybe that was one. Uh, co-authored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Co-authored. Yeah. Historian and nephrologist together at last. Between 2001 and 2006, 14 American astronauts developed kidney stones during space missions. During long-duration space flights, astronauts are at higher risk for kidney stones because of an increase in the amount of calcium in their blood. This is caused by a loss of bone density and zero gravity. Oh, man. Wow, there you go. That would suck. There you go, Tony. Now you don't want to be an astronaut so much, do you? Well, now he can't be an astronaut because he's had a kidney stone. He wouldn't make it through the medicals. Oh. Sorry. Wow. So if you are That's an astronaut rough. and you have a kidney stone, do they take you out? You're not, you can't be an astronaut anymore. Well, that I don't know. I mean, but you can't not, go into the program. You having can't go had. into the program having had a kidney stone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A friend of mine actually, who probably would have made it, because he had developed a kidney stone during dehydration during a marathon uh, oh. several years back, oh. was nope. Sorry. Yeah, but that's uh, that's terrible. Mm. Uh, Kevin, you asked why would you bother to catch it on October on uh, catch the stone as yeah. it comes out uh-huh. on October nineteenth, two thousand five. While working on the set of Boston Legal, actor William Shatner was taken to the emergency room for lower back pain. He eventually passed a kidney stone, but recovered and soon returned to work. Shatner sold his kidney stone in two thousand six for twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> to GoldenPalace.com. <laughs> The that's money went crazy. to Habitat for Humanity. What the heck is Golden Palace? Golden Palace, that's the, that's the, uh, the online gambling site that keeps uh, showing up and they kept showing up in viral videos back in the early 2000s. You'd see boxers wearing Golden Palace okay. jerseys and stuff like that as they come into the ring. Yeah. Well, clearly they, sh- they had, there was a time when they had more money than they knew what to do with. Well, what do they want Shatner's kidney stone for they're, anyway? They're putting it on display. Oh, they're going to clone more Shatner's. That's right. Yeah, maybe. Uh, oh, Shat- Stone Shatner's. The they, army of Shatner golems. Yeah, they actually originally offered him fifteen thousand, and he said no because some of his uh, old outfits go for a hundred thousand, and he made the counter offer of twenty five, and they accepted. Right. Uh, Shatner said that the stone was so big that you'd want to wear it on your finger. Adding, if you subjected it to extreme heat, it might turn out to be a diamond. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Kirk. No, he just he just believes in his heart of hearts that he pees diamonds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds very Shatner-esque yeah. to me. October 2007, Catholic priest Father V.M. Thomas suffered several months with a half-inch diameter kidney stone and had taken medications to no avail. The day before he was scheduled for surgery, he reportedly asked and received permission to leave the hospital and celebrate a mass at a children's home founded by Mother Teresa. Got it. At the mass, he asked participants to pray on to her on his behalf. When he returned to the hospital, x-rays indicated the stone had disappeared. This alleged miracle was used to support the case for sainthood of Mother Teresa. There you oh, go. So you ask. She cured him of kidney stones. <laughs> ask for uh-huh. someone to pray to someone else, and then you get you lose the kidney stone. That doesn't make sense. Who were you praying to when your kidney stone suddenly disappeared? Oh, I was praying that the ambulance would hurry the fuck up. <laughs> so we could nominate the ambulance for sainthood. Yes. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. That's right. Ambulance they- driver anyway. Just eventually it showed up and I was fine. I'm going to guess that that ambulance did more good that day than all the saints in history. Oh, I don't know. I, this is, Maybe in the they were very the nice. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't understand how this is a miracle, though. 
Why? Because he went and prayed when he had a kidney stone, and then he should have went and back to the hospital the, and he was gone. Yeah. Like, do we know he... I'm sure that this father would have told us if he peed, right? <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah. Tim Burton missed the British Independent Film Awards in December 2011, leaving his partner Helena Bonham Carter to accept the award. She told the audience, My dear boyfriend, who sadly is not here, he's pushing out a kidney stone as we speak. <laughs> According to the director, he planned to display the stone on his mantle along with his awards. Here's sure. a question. That'd be a little less awkward than the uh, De Niro uh, Academy Award refusal in 74. Mm. Here's my what question. Did, what did he refuse for? Oh, it's oh, sorry. Um, it was Woody Allen, wasn't it? No, no. Uh, wait, not you think Brando. No, Brando. Brando. The Brando Academy Award refusal. Yeah, uh, the most awkward Academy Award speech ever. Here's what I want to know: What the fuck did Tim Burton win an award for in 2011? <laughs> I don't know, especially British independent lifetime film. achievement. Yeah. I mean, he's not really. It's indif- the sympathy Has he vote ever been independent? No, no, he's yeah. never been an independent movie. I don't know. Or maybe maybe Pee Wee. I gotta say, lifetime achievement. Maybe Pee Wee's big adventure was. It's the sympathy vote. Yeah, um, I don't know. He hasn't done anything to deserve an award in quite some time. It's like Tim Curry, right? Nineteen seventy four. He's in Rocky Horror. Two thousand fifteen. He gets the lifetime achievement award, and he just happened to have had a stroke last year. He was in uh, hmm. Legend and uh, Hunt for Red October. And sympathy it. vote and uh, don't forget his performance in It. It. Sympathy vote. <laughs> uh.
tonight and you're struggling with a kidney stone and you need help, come to the altars tonight. <laughs> Has anybody ever been punched in the kidney? Have you uh, received I a kidney a, blow? I have a lot of parts of my body that have not yet been punched. Okay. Right? And so I don't believe the kidney has, has suffered a, a punch yet. Right. So we've heard about it. It's illegal in boxing. Uh, you're not allowed to do it. Uh, they say it'll make you pee blood. Uh, yeah, it will if you get hit sharply enough. I wanted to find out what it actually feels like and the effect is. Uh, looked it up, found uh, jameslafon.com. He's a oh. former boxer and stick fighter. I'm very disappointed. I thought Joe was about to invite us to punch him in the kidney. Stick fighter. Stick fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want no part of that. No, me neither. Mm. Uh, so he has a, a section on his, he's got an article about what a kidney blow feels like. And uh, I pulled out basically the base information. Mm. Uh, when a lightweight hits you in the kidney, it hurts really bad, more sharply and deeply than a gut punch. Okay. Right. When a middleweight hits you in the kidney or some <clears throat> karate dude kicks you there, the experience is a cross between being constipated, stunned and wanting to cry, but unable to get enough juice for a tear. Right. Oh. When a heavyweight hits you in the kidney, it feels like having explosive jalapeno-induced diarrhea, <laughs> only instead of shooting out of your ass, it is shooting up into your guts, mostly to one side. Wow, that doesn't sound fun. Getting hit in the kidney with world-class power is like being electrocuted, only your blood also turns to battery acid and races through your body like poison. Got it. <laughs> it's very poetic. Got yeah, it. he's, he's a pretty good writer. Wow. Yeah. It's like that um, insect bite. Uh, scale. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the Schmidt pain index. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In the history. In Hebrew tradition, kidneys were considered to be the most important internal organs along with the heart. Yep. Really? In the Old Testament, the kidneys are associated with the most inner stirrings of emotional life oh, and wow. are also viewed as the seat of the secret thought of the human. Seat oh, of the, the secret, secret thoughts. thoughts. So you have your regular thoughts in your brain, your secret thoughts in your kidneys because they're closer okay. to your butt. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. true, butt thoughts. <laughs> they are often used as an omen metaphor, as a metaphor for moral discernment, for uh. reflection and inspiration. Oh, yeah. Okay. If you see a, a kidney on the street, that's an omen. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah that's a sign of things to come for yes, sure. Yes. Uh, in ancient Egypt, the kidneys, like the heart, were left inside the mummified bodies, mm. unlike other organs which were removed. Right. The first successful nephrectomy, that is kidney removal, okay. was performed by the German surgeon Gustav Simon on August 2nd, 1869 in Heidelberg. Mm. Simon practiced the operation beforehand in animal experiments. He's the one that proved that one healthy kidney can be sufficient for urine excretion in humans. Sure. Right. Intelligent design. And people have been waking up in bathtubs of ice ever since. <laughs> ever since. Well, here's the question, right? Like, who's the person? I guess you have to be, you know, you have a big a kidney problem. You're like, just get this thing out of me. Right. And, and, but, you know, you're Damn like. Damn the consequences. He's like, he's like, okay, you have this thing in your body, but I can take it out and you totally don't need it because you have another I think. one. I think. We're going to prove it after I pull it out. Yeah. We'll but I'm pretty okay. sure I'm right. Yeah. And like, okay, go ahead. Well, it's 1869. It's either do this and you probably die or I do nothing and you definitely die. Right. Now let's learn about kidney dialysis. Oh, right. When you call your sister. When you call your sister. Yeah, yeah. When, you call your, when your kidney calls your sister's kidney. Oh. As a young physician at the University of Groningen in the Netherlands in 1938, Dr. Willem Kolf watched a young man die a slow, agonizing death from temporary kidney failure. 
Right. He reasoned that if he could find a way to remove the toxic waste products that build up in the blood of such patients, right. he could keep them alive until their kidneys rebounded. Do kidneys rebound? Like, do they bounce? Can you play basketball with a kidney? Hmm. I'm not sure you can play basketball. Right. If you drop anything from high enough, it'll bounce a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But do, I mean, in function, do kidneys rebound? Like, if you do Yeah, that... yeah, yeah. From acute kidney injury, absolutely. Okay. All right, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Always rebounding. Oh, at least it was a cute kidney injury. Yeah. It wasn't a gross, Aww. ugly cute in- kidney injury. For his first experiment, Dr. Kolf filled sausage casings with blood, expelled the air, added a kidney waste product called urea, mm-hmm. urea, and agitated the contraption in a bath of salt water. Right. The casings were semi-permeable. Small molecules of urea could pass through the membrane, while larger blood molecules might not. Right. Mm-hmm. In five minutes, all the urea had moved into the salt water. The concept for building an artificial kidney was born. Okay. All right. Sausage casings. In May oh. 1940, Germany invaded the Netherlands. Oh. This Oops. is unfortunate timing. Yeah. Well, rather than cooperate with Nazi sympathizers put in charge of Groningen, Dr. Kolf moved to a small hospital in Kampen to wait out the war. Well, well the, the Nazis were, that, were not interested in kidney dialysis they probably were interested in kidney dialysis. I yes. see. Ah. Dr. Kolf was not interested in Nazi sympathizers. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I don't want Nazis to have my dialysis technology. While or the atomic bomb. Da- or the atomic kidney. <laughs> oh. That's what they were up to. While there, he set up Europe's first blood bank and saved more than 800 people from Nazi labor camps by hiding them in his hospital. Oh. Where's was- his movie? Yeah, no kidding. I agree. Yeah. He continued to work on the artificial kidney. Mm. This is the stuff of movies. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I know why there's no movie. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Kolf's Kolf? list. <laughs> Kolf's list. Mm. No, doesn't work. The device consisted of 50 yards of sausage casing wrapped around a wooden drum set into a salt solution. The patient's blood was drawn from a wrist artery and fed into the casings. Mm-hmm. The drum was rotated, removing impurities. To get the blood safely back into the patient, Dr. Kolf copied the design of a water pump coupling used in Ford motor engines. Oh, okay. Later, he used orange juice cans and a clothes washing machine to build his apparatus. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Love it. The visuals are amazing. I know. Well, it is wartime, right? It is Holly- wartime. You know, materials are being used for tanks and bullets and whatnot. Hollywood. Movie. Stat. Yeah. And like the 1940s and you want a semi-permeable piece of fabric of some type, sausage casing. It's right there. It works. It mm-hmm. worked in his experiment and mm-hmm. probably get it pretty cheap from a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. He hid it from the Nazis because he called it the, uh, you know, sausage party. Right. Right. Nobody. The- then none of the Nazis wanted to show up. That's <laughs> right. Novas Fräuleins. <laughs> the first 15 people placed on the machine died. Um, Oops. Now that's persistence. Mm. That's right. 15. My Could guess you imagine is... being number 16? Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be fine this time. Right. My guess is that they were going to die anyway. Right. He just right. stop them from dying. Yeah. He didn't prevent death. It is kidney failure in the middle of war-ravaged Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Kolf made refinements, including the optimum use of blood thinners to prevent coagulation. Got it. In 1945, a 67-year-old woman who had fallen into a coma from kidney failure was put on the machine for a far longer period than earlier patients and lived. Her first words on coming out of the coma were, 
I'm going to divorce my husband. <laughs> <laughs> because? <laughs> he did. He was against the Nazis, and she was a collaborator. Oh, what? He saved a collaborator? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first person saved by kidney dialysis was a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> oh, the layers of irony. <laughs> oh, yeah. After 15, like, probably, you know, good Dutch citizens went, uh, you know, uh, unsaved. This even has the bitter plot twist at yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah. And she lives seven more years. Well, there you go. In 1947, Dr. Kolf sent one of his artificial kidneys to a Mount Sinai hospital in Manhattan mm-hmm. and began talking to American physicians also interested in artificial organs. Eventually, the machine underwent improvements that enabled it to be used regularly by people whose kidneys had failed irreparably. Right. In 1950, Dr. Kolf joined the Cleveland Clinic Foundation. Shortly thereafter, he developed a membrane oxygenator for bypass surgery and the first of her artificial heart. Right. Which in 1957 kept the dog alive for 90 minutes. Damn. Wow. Yeah. This guy's amazing. Man. Dr. Kolf continued to work on artificial organs, including eyes, ears, and limbs, also all involving orange cans and sausage cases. <laughs> <laughs> Until he retired in 1997 at the age of 86, maintaining the same philosophy he had held when he developed the artificial heart. If a man can grow a heart, Dr. Kolf always insisted, he can build one. Right. Build that heart. Build that heart. <laughs> I like this guy. Yeah. yeah. Right? He was apparently like uh, terrible to work for because he was ridiculously demanding, but uh, he, he, one he knew his stuff. He yeah. knew his stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, excellent. That's an article from uh, NewYorkTimes.com, and I'm going to put the link up to that because there's a little bit more in there if you want to read about this uh, great guy. Fantastic. <laughs> Let's go to In the News. <laughs> November 5th, 2015, Saudi Arabia. Okay. A four-year-old boy had pain on his upper right abdomen and between his ribs and hip and irregular fever and chills for three months. Oof. Duh. Yeah. Oof. Oof. His parents sought medical advice, and he was diagnosed with a urinary tract infection. There was only minimal improvement after a course of antibiotics. Following admission to another medical facility, an x-ray of the abdomen revealed a hairpin in the boy's right upper abdomen. How did that get there? He had admitted to swallowing the hairpin around one (laughs) month before his symptoms started. His parents had been reassured that it would pass through his system. Oh, God. However, the boy's pains continued, and a CT scan revealed the hairpin had gone through his right kidney. Oh, ouch. Oh, God. The doctors who treated the boy explained that the ends of the bobby pin had rusted and become sharp and pierced through the first section of the small intestine and deep into his kidney. Oh, God. Oh, Surgery was performed to remove the hairpin, and the boy made a full recovery. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that that may have hurt more than your kidney stone. I don't know. I don't know. 10 out of 10. Comparable. 10 out of 10. Let's say it's comparable. Okay. And uh, I've got a photo. There's no gold medal of pain. (laughs) We have an x ray photo of the hairpin in his abdomen. Yeah. No, that'll do. Another joke x ray. That's not a joke. Uh October 2015, Pakistan. Mm hmm. The Islamabad police on Tuesday unearthed a kidney smuggling gang mm. and arrested two people from the capital's outskirt. I, you know, if I got into a, trouble in uh, Pakistan, I'd wait for the Islamabad police. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't want the Islamabad no. ones. Don't care for them at all. Wait, kidney smuggling's real? Irfan Masi told Lohi Bear. Lohi Bear? <laughs> Get your hand uh, out of that picnic uh, basket. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you, uh, Al-Qaeda? Yes, Yogi. <laughs> Get your head out of the picketing biscuit. It's mine. Told Lohi Bear Police that gang members brought his jobless brother-in-law, Mukhtar Masih, 
mm-hmm. from Lahore to Islamabad with offers of work, but instead stole his kidney. Wow. God damn. Masi said the gang offered his brother-in-law 150,000 rupees, that's about 1,400 U.S., to sell his kidney, which he did as he had to make ends meet. Oh, so he, so okay. So they promised him a job mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And then they and brought he him. showed up. Yeah. And then he, then he said, well, okay, here's the job. You go unconscious and we take out your <laughs> kidney, right? And we pay you X number of dollars. And he went, no, okay. Yep. But then. Uh-huh. The man later only paid him 10,000 rupees, about $95, and left him battling for life. Oh. Yeah. Don't yeah. trust people who are going to take your kidneys out yeah. unless it's a registered doctor. No, you know doctor. what? Get the money up front. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Money up front. What the? <laughs> Still, though, that's a lot. Cash up front. It's a, yeah, it's a lot more money than he'd make selling that kidney at Safeway. Oh. That, mm, I, don't know, I don't know. Their meat department's pretty expensive. As Mukhtar lay in his deathbed, the gang lured his brother Jamil Masid, and the family feared for his life, too. Right. The official said following the complaint, the police raided the area, arresting two and recovering four people who were illegally detained at the premises. I thought for one second he was going to say recovered the kidney. (laughs) Recovered four kidneys. (laughs) Yeah. Irfan said the gang members trapped poor jobless people with offers of of a job or capital for starting a business. Right. Kept them in custody and forced them into parting with their kidney. Right. Once broken down, victims of the gang were taken to the illegal transplant center. Hmm. After tissues matching with the potential receiver, the medical staff removed their kidney. The police said they will begin further raids to arrest the remaining members of the gang. Right, right. Who the hell are these medical staff? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, so we're, we're, not yeah. Doing an, we're not doing an organ trade, but apparently there are a few places in the world where organ trade is actually legal. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this is obviously, they're saying, we'll give you this much, which would seem fine if they did and kept him alive. But right. they, then they were just like, Here's a hundred bucks. Fuck off and die. Uh, you can use this bathtub for a while. What do you think? Because we all know if Hollywood's taught me anything, every gang has a name, right? Mm. What would be the name of the kidney stealing gang? The Nephros. Nephros. What about uh, Los Nephros? Los Nephros. Uh, bean around the world. Kidney bean around the world. Yeah. No, exactly. they get sued if they call themselves bean around. Oh the world. yeah, that's right. Those the the coffee company is very litigious, as we all know. Uh, pop culture. Mm-hmm. Did anybody watch Steel Magnolias? I could not find it anywhere I, to watch. I, I watched it, it in the theaters. Yeah, mm. I saw it on TV a few years after the theaters. What's it all about? It is about a uh, a family, ostensibly. Do they have Steel Magnolias? They are Steel Magnolias. They're cyborgs. It's a cyborg <laughs> That's awesome. movie. But Magnolias are flowers, are they not? Yeah, yeah, they're cyborg flowers. Cyborg flowers. Yeah. I will mm-hmm. watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. And they uh, they, they transform into carobots <laughs> okay. and deceptive bots and they fight over earth from magnolia form magnolia wow form. that is more interesting than i remember <laughs> uh no they you know they got a family with illness in it. it's like uh it's like the, the big chill okay. and uh no, yeah. not the big chill and uh and it's based on a play yeah kidney illnesses in it there's a lot of southern accents and big hair okay mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I do recall that. 
Well, let's move on to Pound of Flesh then, because you and I both watched this. This is a 2015 uh, Canadian movie. Jean-Claude Van Damme stars. Uh, he wakes up in a tub full of ice, missing his kidney. Yeah. Even though, of course, he can survive with just one, he needs it to give to his dying niece. Right. So he goes on a rampage across Manila, which is obviously just China, to get it back. Okay, I love Or maybe the fact just Chinatown. I... I love Canadian no, movie. No, it was I, a Canadian Chinese. Probably shot in Vancouver. Yeah, no, no, they shot in China. Shot in China. Um, I love the fact that uh, that he doesn't realize that his kidney has been taken until he sees the blood on the bed. Uh, it's yeah. He gets up. He walks around the apartment. It's kind of like groggy. Naked, of course. He's like, "What is going on?" He sits. He sits down and leans back in a chair and kind of like is contemplating what the night's events huh. from the night before. Right. Huh, I wonder what. Why, why like, did I wake you know, up in a tub full of ice? Yeah, why, That's what, really what, weird. what is happening? And then all this story is told in flashback. And then he like goes to go back to bed and peels it back, and the bed is just full of blood. And then he goes, oh, and it all rushes back to him. His kidney is gone. And he like looks in the mirror, sees big scars. Like, because yeah, he doesn't feel notice. pain. Yeah, he doesn't. John Cole Van Damme <laughs> does not feel pain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this that would be unmanly. This movie is terrible. Okay, <laughs> really, really terrible. It's really bad. But I know exactly why it's terrible because I actually know the company that made this movie. Uh oh, are you trash talking another company? No, no. I, I've I've got friends of mine who have worked on John Clad Van Damme movies. Okay. right? Mm-hmm. And so what the formula is these these movies usually have. A four or five million dollar budget, which for an independent movie, you know, is actually okay money. You could make a decent movie with that much money. The problem is, is that Jean Claude Van Damme demands that he get two to two and a half million dollars of the budget. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and so there is very little money, and then the producers typically take a great big fat chunk right. on top of that, so it leaves little money to make the movie mm-hmm. he's simply like i always wondered like from a from a career planning perspective that seems like a foolish trade but i guess van damme's maybe decided a long time ago that he doesn't care he doesn't care that yeah. he's john Claude van damme he always will be no matter how shitty the movies are that are in that he's in <laughs> and so he just like drains the budget dry and sticks it into his own pocket and so there's absolutely no chance that the movie will ever be good and they there's a scene where he is fighting a guy in a car, and the guy pulls the gun out and is about to shoot him out the window. Yes. So he pins his hand with one foot, and the car starts to drive away, and so he does the classic Van Damme splits yeah. right. on the side of a right. car. And they show that piece over and over, like yeah. four <laughs> times in a row, yeah. right? Yeah. And like they show it from like 17 different angles, yeah. and you're like- Really, the splits are that important that you could spend like three minutes of screen time on a single splits action scene. You could just see they were so proud of themselves when they came up with this idea for him to do splits off the side of a car. Yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna I'm gonna give them some credit. Like the reason he did that made sense because he's he's doing a chokehold on the guy in the passenger side. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was the driver then points his gun out the window to shoot at him to not shoot his buddy in the passenger side. Uh-huh. So he's got no hands free to grab it. So he just puts his foot up and kicks the guy hand up against the the side view mirror so he's trying to stop two guys at once then the guy tries to drive away yeah and all the car chase sequence were obviously so lame that they had to like so slow that they had to and but they sped up the camera yeah they were super slow and then they actually benny hill style sped them up benny hill style like (laughs) and all the pedestrians are speed walking oh it is you know and then they go into a nightclub right that busy nightclub but there's only like eight people in them, yeah. right? Because they can't afford extras, right? right? Like, <laughs> it is just 
atrociously done. But I, like I, the thing is, I read the synopsis. I went, this could actually be good. It could have been. It yeah. so could have been. They made a few like it wasn't as dumb and straightforward script wise as mm-hmm. I kind of expected. There were a few little turns. Yep. I mean, when you see them, they're obvious. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I appreciated that it wasn't as straightforward as I kind of expected. Yeah. But, he, but you're right. Terrible. Does he get his kidney back? Uh, should we oh, spoil this piece of crap? We can tell. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, mind. We can spoil it. Nobody should watch this, so yeah. we'll spoil it uh, without any hesitation. Uh, no, he he dies in the hospital, making sure that his niece so gets. They, oh, the other kidney they, gets the other kidney. So they find out what what it is. Is they track down the the criminal rich mastermind yep. who hired the guys to do all this. Yep. The guy claims I didn't want anybody to die, even though his thugs have already killed like what six or seven people oh, yeah. in trying to stop him without killing him. It's yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jean-Claude Van Damme's thought is, we're going to go get this guy, and if he's got the kidney, we're just going to kill him and take it out. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Oh, right. But then it turns out he's not the one that needs the kidney. It's his grandson. Yeah. Who's like 11, and they go see him lying oh, in his bed. Oh, yeah. And Jean-Claude Van Damme's like, well, I can't do that. Yeah. And so they go back to the hospital, and that's yeah, where he reveals- Yeah, because confusion, because the old guy's name is like, you know, John Smith- and then, but it's John, John Smith, Smith the third, third that right. needed the kidney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I know. And and the thing is, th- that reveal shows how dumb the characters are, because uh, he goes, "This is not John Smith the third. He's just John. It's not it's not aim, but he's yeah. not the third. He's just this." And I go, "Oh, grandson." And then he goes, "We've got to find John Smith the third, whoever whoever he is." I'm like grandson do you not know how the third works and then they go to the next room and find him and yeah, i'm like right. hey, come on jesus mm. so did they make him say mate no well he kind of did give up because they end up going to the hospital and he's like how are we going to do this we've got no like, kid and he's like no we've got the one i'm going to die i'm going it. to die well hospitals he wouldn't take- even have to die he could just go on dialysis yeah oh. <laughs> there you go yeah yeah oh I was, yeah i was gonna say will a hospital take uh the kidney from a healthy person no. <laughs> the last kidney. No. <laughs> right. I know. Well, awful. you don't know hospitals in Manila. Oh, true. Uh-huh. Apparently neither did the producers. Yeah. Well, no, he just put, like Van Damme just put it in an envelope and then mailed it to his niece. There you go. <laughs> so I watched, oh, the things that we watch for you, I watched Dumb and Dumber 2. Mm. And it's, but it really was smarter and smarter. No. Uh, 20 years after the events of the first film, Dumb and Dumber, Mm. Lloyd Christmas has been committed to at an insane asylum ever since his doomed romance with Mary Swanson. During a visit, Harry Dunn discovers that Lloyd pranked him into thinking he was mentally disturbed the entire time. Right. I'm not kidding. That's the first joke in the movie. Gotcha. It's also the first joke in the trailer. Oh, yeah, it is. Is this the one... Because there was Dumb and Dumber. There was, and there was the one with the, there was the, the, younger, the younger people who did the prequel. Oh, this so is that actually, did not have the same stars. Who the, are the stars of Dumb and Dumber? Jim Carrey and- Jim Carrey. And um, uh, what's no, his name? from Noted vaccinologist, Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, Jim Carrey and uh, what's his name from the um, Aaron Sorkin TV series? Uh, Goddamn. Uh, uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. So they so then the Dumb and Dumberer was that one of them? I think that was it. That was yeah. the that was the prequel. Okay. Prequel with with two different actors playing, playing the younger, younger versions. versions of them. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and then, this is the sequel. Right. Okay. They came out recently. And the prequel had nothing to do with the Farrelly brothers. This one was written and directed by the Farrelly brothers. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, during a visit, Harry Dunn discovers that Lloyd was pranking him into thinking he was mentally disturbed the entire time. Harry reveals that one of his kidneys is bad and he needs a donor soon, forgetting that you have 
two in England. Yeah, yeah. His parents, when he goes to his parents, they tell him he's adopted. They're both, the joke is that they're both like outrageously Chinese. Like, uh, I see. Like his yeah. mother doesn't even speak English Chinese, right? right? And yeah. his father's oh. heavily accented. And they're like, you're adopted. Because the jokes in this are, what's the dumbest thing we could ever do? How, how can mm-hmm. we make these guys be dumber? Yeah. So his parents tell him he's adopted, but they do give him mail that's piled up because he hasn't visited them in, in 20 years, 22 right. years, uh-huh. including a an old letter from an old girlfriend telling him that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. The duo then sets off on a road trip to find his now adult child in the hopes that they can be a donor for him. Right. And then mm-hmm. a bunch of really stupid Gee, fucking nice. shit happens. Right. That is not funny. I stared at this movie watching it the whole way through and didn't laugh a single time. Does IMDb agree with you? So he's neither a comedian nor a vaccinologist. <laughs> but he take the, he took the money and ran. Uh, 5.7 IMDb. It's a 5.7. That's, that's, that's bad. It's bad. Uh, I think that this, uh, I read on, Wiki, on Wikipedia about this, that it, this played fairly well with young males. Right. Like 55% of them rated it positively. Right, okay. Uh, young males, you're dumb because this movie's terrible. It's really stupid and not funny. It's every joke is just like, how can we make them have well, the dumbest right response the ever? Yeah, it's, it's dumb and dumber. And Comedy here, for bros. Is that what mm-hmm. this is? And here's what's truly insulting when I watch this at, for kidney research. Yep. So remember, he got pranked by, or he pranked uh, Harry by pretending to be. No, uh, he had pranked Lloyd. Or Harry uh, pranked no, Lloyd, Lloyd. Lloyd pranked Harry. Oh, okay. That's Lloyd, what the name should have been yeah, called. I know. Lloyd pranked Terry to make him think that he was like uh, mentally incompetent for 20 years, like he yeah. was just staring into space. At the end of the movie, when they find out that she's not even actually his daughter, so she won't be a match, so he can't get the kidney from him, from her, Harry reveals he was pranking Lloyd, and right. his kidneys are fine. Wah, wah. Oh, wow. So yeah. I watched this piece of shit for, for no kidney reason. research- and it's just because they used the need a kidney as the reason for their terrible Gotta follow road up trip. The pranks episode. Yeah, it sucks to be a caustic soda host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, make me feel better by supporting us on Patreon.com. Mm-hmm. In the game World of Warcraft, kidney shot is a rogue finishing move okay. that will stun oh. the target for up to six seconds. Yeah, okay. turns his blood right. acid too. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite TV shows, I know you don't like it, uh, Kevin, The Venture Brothers. Yep. In the very first episode, season one, episode one, Dia de los Dangeros, uh, while in Mexico, Dr. Rusty Venture awakes in a tub full of ice after having his kidney removed. After a delay, he remembers he's already lost another. He turns his helper robot into a rolling dialysis machine and yep. sets out to find his eponymous sons so they can provide him a replacement. Yep. Uh, spoiler alert, when he finally does get them, he ends up taking one from each. Yeah. There you go. Nice man. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. yeah well, he, he's getting right, right back up to snuff, right? Yeah. You know, he's, uh, 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 it's pretty good because like there's blood all over the place whenever the geez. tubes from Elbert come unplugged yeah. and it's played for a lot of comedy. Unlike the Dumb and Dumber, it's mm. definitely a part of this show. Yeah. Got it. For, for real. Uh, has anybody seen the Simpsons, uh, episode season 10, uh, episode eight where grandpa needs a kidney transplant? Yeah, of course. Uh, Grandpa needs a kidney transplant. Homer is the obvious donor, but he chickens out and runs away to sea. Yeah. So Homer will would rather his father die. Yeah. Runs nice. away to sea. Runs yeah, away he, to sea. S e a. Yeah. He gets uh, on a boat. Uh, no, on, his dad doesn't have to die. His dad can go on dialysis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep saying this, people. Yep. On board ship, his fellow passengers are disgusted by his cowardice and throw him overboard. Mm-hmm. Drifting. <laughs> yeah. Drifting to the shore, he sees a father and son bond over building a sandcastle and knows what he must do. The transplant is a success, though apparently its circumstances are unusual. I haven't seen this. I've got a video that I can play for us from Deadwood. This is fantastic. It's a two and a half minute video of Al Swearingen, who's the main character in the 
excellent Deadwood series. Is he named yeah. Swearingen because there's a lot of swearing in Deadwood? Uh, well, he's there the is primary, a lot of swearing in Deadwood. Uh, and he is the primary swearer. It's mm. true, but Al Swearingen is actually based on an actual person. Oh, the whole show is based the, on an actual event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really wish it had gotten picked up for a fourth season. I like that show a lot. Yeah. I just not like season three at all. Season three was terrible. I, I watched season three going, now I know why it got canceled after three seasons. Well, it was atrocious. I read they're making a movie. Oh, there you go. That'd be right. Right. But I remained hopeful because these were great characters mm-hmm. in a great situation. So, Torin, this is probably what you were like lying down as you uh, were rolling around in pain. He can't even talk. Uh, this is pretty painful. And they treat it by uh, Doc Cochran makes a makeshift device to, I believe, go up in through his ureter and, uh, I don't know, bust it up or pull it out or something like that. They don't exactly show the details of what's going on. Just a lot of people down off camera monkeying with his groin area. And then he pisses blood and a giant kidney stone. Brad Dourif's weird. He is. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to put this video up on Caustic Soda Podcast. I mean, Deadwood is excellent, season one and season two. Uh, I, I like season three. I don't know what you're talking about. Yep. I, I sort of liked it through it. the end. Yeah. I was sort of sad it didn't get picked up. Mm-hmm. I totally got it. Uh, Seinfeld, episode season six, episode six, The Gymnast. Mm-hmm. Cosmo Kramer suffers from a kidney stone. He eventually passes it at a carnival, but the pain induced by its passing causes him to scream so loudly that he interrupts the carnival and causes a tight rope walker to fall. Yes. I watched this episode recently. Okay. Yeah. Seinfeld doesn't really hold up, I don't think. Uh, oh, I would agree. Wow. I would believe that. I haven't really watched it, but is it because they're terrible people? Like, is it because of that reveal at the end, which we all kind of were like, yeah? Kind of, but also it's just not as funny as I remember it being. Hmm. Oh. Maybe I've matured. I don't agree maybe. with that at all. Well, but maybe I've stayed maybe immature. Maybe you have not matured. <laughs> that is a distinct possibility. I think that's the most likely event of them all. Eh, Seinfeld never really did it for me then or now. Although this was a later season episode, like this is in season six. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just past its prime at that point. And uh, I do have a video that basically covers all of his kidney stone stuff, and it's just cut together all, every scene with him mentioning it and then the pain. Mm-hmm. We'll put that up on causticsodapodcast.com. He does this famous herky-jerky comedy. Yep. Yeah, that physical comedy. Yep. Look at that guy moving weird. Michael Richards. Hilarious. It that was, is. That was pre-racism, though, right? Yes. Pre-racist. <laughs> Kramer. Well, it could have been subdued racism. <laughs> oh, that's true. Suppressed. Yeah, they ADR'd him, like, yelling uh, racial epithets when he suffered from the, the kidney stone. It's such a weird feeling to know you're alive. It's such an awful feeling. You're dying inside. And when you wake up, startled to say, I hope I don't go crazy today. It's such a bad feeling, an ominous feeling, a feeling. Zoos. 
Caustic Soda was recorded by Mike Leeson while fighting a wild moose. To comment on episodes and for links and show notes, visit causticsodapodcast.com. Support the podcast by donating on our site or visit patreon.com slash causticsoda. Visit us on Facebook, tweet us on Twitter at Caustic Podcast. Email us at info at causticsodapodcast.com. I'm Orion Reed Edward Lytle Wilson. Thanks for listening. N-E-Y-S-K-E-I. Didn't that doesn't work. We are recording. Kids knees. Let's talk about kids' knees. Let's talk you about... stole my joke. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even As started was recording meant to yet. Be. Ah, lovely. The word. Or- Are you? The word origin of kidney is actually unknown. It was. A-